In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. It is the post-game edition as the Browns fall to the Falcons 23-20. to My name is Andy Baskin. His name is Daryl Ryder, and Daryl, it's another game the Browns could have won and didn't, and man, the end of it felt like a carbon copy of the loss to the New York Jets. So, Daryl, your first thoughts on the loss, 23-20, to the Falcons. Well, I don't know if it was a carbon copy to the Jets, but they certainly got their butts handed to them in the second half, and they had no answer for the Falcons' running game. That and Kevin Stefanski had a couple of brain cramps as a head coach that cost them dearly. Um, so my top takeaway of everything if not for terrible coaching, they'd be 4-0 right now. They've lost hmm. two games because of bad coaching. We know what happened against the Jets with uh, Joe Woods and the defensive breakdowns, Mike Prefer uh, and his special teams unit not doing their job, getting that onside kick. And then uh, Sunday, Kevin Stefanski not taking three points when you should really take three points. And also, too, some really uh, terrible play calling inside the five as well as uh, that second-to-last drive when they were just basically like Atlanta was doing to the Browns. I mean, the Browns were running it down the Falcons' throats, and then they decided to start throwing the football around uh, four of seven plays on that drive. And uh, to no surprise, guess what? Uh, Ended in a punt. So not a great day for Kevin Stefanski as head coach, that's for sure. Also, not a surprise that Atlanta would try to run the ball down the Browns' throat, knowing that they were missing three out of their four starters on the defensive line going into this thing. So I'm not, I'm, I'm really not shocked by this loss. I just think the Browns should have been up 21-10 in the first half, and they let it slip away. And then you're playing chase when you're down 10 nothing. I they're again and putting Jacoby Brissett in a bad position. They did it again at the end of the game, you know, just like they did against the Jets. So maybe that's my bigger comparison. You know, you, I, you, I just don't trust this team late in the game with Jacoby Brissett trying to come back and score. And I, and by the way, I don't know that anybody does. It's not like it's not an insult to Jacoby. I just don't think he's that quarterback, especially when you're a team that is heavily, heavily, heavily reliant on the run. And now all of a sudden you're forcing passing down the other team or you're trying to pass the ball with Jacoby Brissett and your best your best venue is to throw screens at that point because it's essentially the running game in, in that fold. I just, it's a disappointing loss, but Daryl, I do think the heat's going to come down on Kevin Stefanski on this one, and no one's going to give him any, any flack or any slack because they were missing defensive players. And, you know, you're still what seven games in a bye week away from the guy who's essentially going to be your starting quarterback. Yeah, well, shame on the Falcons for taking 30 minutes to figure out they probably should run the ball uh, against a team that doesn't have their defensive line intact, number one. Number two, you know, I I totally get where you're coming from on talking about Jacoby getting picked off again, but my thoughts on both of those situations is they were desperation situations. Um, In in other words... But, Daryl, did they have to be desperate? They needed a field goal, and, you know, you want to get mad, get mad at the offensive line for giving up the sack, and... You know, then you take a penalty. Uh, speaking of penalties, like what was Denzel Ward thinking on the face mask that essentially just lifted them all the way down the field? I well, mean, there were just some really dumb too. things. Dumb. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yet another defensive blown coverage. Uh, yeah. So that now that's six. Um, if we're still keeping track at home, huh. um, which we are, and 
Well, to your question about, you know, Jacoby, were the, yeah, those were desperation. Like, yeah, they're, they're scrambling at the end of the game, trying to pull a rabbit out of their hats. So yeah, the desperation, but they were there, Daryl. I mean, they were right there on the line to yeah. get a field goal, to tie the thing up and send it to overtime. Well, they were, they the were one, right they were there. The two and they didn't do much of anything either. So there you go. That's a good point. I'll, I'll give you both those points. All right, Daryl, why don't you lead us through some of the things they were saying in the locker room? Yeah, well, uh, let's let, let's start with Kev, shall we? Let's start mm-hmm. with the star of the show, Kevin Stefanski. I'm frustrated by all of it. You know, frustrated that, that I didn't put our guys in position to succeed. That, that's really what I'm frustrated by. Now, I'm about to play the coup de gras. Hang on. Like, can we just, I mean, that's exactly what, that's what he has to do, put Jacoby Brissett in the position to win, and he didn't do it today. Yeah. Hang so on. Play the coup uh, de gras. <clears throat> So he was asked if he'd go ahead and kick the field goal now, hindsight being 2020. And I you're talking about the opening drive, right? Yes. And I fell out of my chair when he said this. There's always opportunities to to grow and get better as a coach, as a player, you name it. Um, but I'm I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on you know our process and and try to put our guys in position to succeed. That's really what we're trying to do. Now I just want to make sure that I understood what he said correctly but I'm, I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on, you know, our process. And so you're not going to be results based. Wait, was that a, Pat Shermer or Kevin Stefanski? Yeah. You're not going to be results based in a results based business. I just, I just want to that right. Hang on. But I'm, I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. He not going to be results based in a results based business. That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say. Dead serious. That might be the dumbest thing to come out of Kevin Stefanski's mouth as head coach. But I'm I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on you know our process. And well, your process sucked on Sunday because it cost you three points to start the game. Which, by the way, you'd be in overtime at least. Um, your uh, process sucked as far as trying to get cute on the hurry up uh, on that third down that you lost a couple of the yards. Your uh, process sucked in the second half when you decided to throw four times in seven plays when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were literally throwing Atlanta Falcon defenders around the football field, especially Kareem Hunt. Um, uh, You're not going to be, you need to be results-based when you suck inside the five-yard line, which is, by the way, that's becoming a pattern for the Browns. And it's not a very good pattern. Uh, When uh, Stefanski uh, came in, like that was one of the areas they were really, really good, right, Andy? Like they were good you know this year uh not really so um i just i i i just i can't believe he said that i'm not gonna be results based in going back and evaluating things did he say out of the gate i'm just trying to remember out of the gate after excuse me after the game he said um this one's on me didn't he say that yeah avoid that i'm I'm sure um if he did i missed it yeah, I can't remember if he said that off the out of the I was wondering, maybe I was listening for it to see if he would say it because, again, if you say it enough times, it's going to be on you and that's going to be the end. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like Kevin. I think that, you know, we were, I was excited about the synergy with him and Jacoby, but the hard part about everything that happened today and everything that's happened in the first four weeks, and I must have heard it three times today and I've heard it a thousand times over the week. The Browns had the easiest schedule in the NFL through the first four games. They had mm-hmm. a bunch of one and two teams on the docket, and they were playing a one and two team today. Now they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, according to ESPN's research, that they now only the Steelers have a harder schedule. 
So they faced Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. They're two and two. Here's what they have coming up, folks. <laughs> Justin Herbert, Brian Hoyer, because Mac Jones is hurt, and we're going right. to assume that Jones isn't going to be available. Right. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Ugh. Joe Burrow, Tua, we think, assuming he's allowed right. out of concussion protocol, uh, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. That's your next seven games. And with this defense playing the way this defense has been playing through the first four weeks, um, th- that's why three and one was so very, very important for them because like that, it's just, it's, it's tough to weather that type of a storm going forward. So um, yeah, that, a, a missed opportunity and, Look, I'll give Jacoby Brissett some credit, Andy, you know, really sticking up for his head coach and the aggressiveness, albeit sometimes stupid aggressiveness, but the aggressiveness of Kevin Stefanski. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, Dobbs was just saying it's like hindsight 2020. We've been going for a lot on fourth down as we've been getting it. So, you know, uh, obviously we're we're behind the aggressive play. uh, That's us, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and we live with the results and, and we go to the next play and, uh, we, we, we respect Kev for get, giving us that trust in, in, uh, in this team. I mean, because uh, it's not just a, it's not just about the offense, it's about the defense and the special teams in, 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 that, in that sense. So, uh, hey, they, they trust us to go for it, and we just got to convert it, and, and, and we will. So, you know, I, I, I give Jacoby, and again, that's a leader. That, you know, that's what a leader in your locker room uh, sounds like. And, yeah, the, to be fair to – Stefanski, the aggressiveness plays well when you're successful being aggressive and it doesn't play well when you're not successful. And unfortunately we're seeing that in certain situations, they've clearly not been successful. And so that aggressiveness comes back to, to, to bite them in the backside. But I knew when they didn't take those three points at the start of the game, Andy, I just, I had a feeling that was going to come back and bite them in the backside and guess what happened? it bit them in the backside because had they taken those three points. Yeah. I mean, at worst, really that's a six point swing too. And they were lucky. It wasn't more because you don't get the three and then they go down and march all the way down the field and pick up three. So there's, that's a six point, if not a, you know, in most worlds that would have been a 14 point swing if they would have been able to put it in the end zone. All right, let's come back. We'll talk more. We'll hear more from the locker room. It is the post game report. Uh, of it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. The Falcons a winner 2320. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends locally at Smiley One. Smiley One heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. It's a post game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Browns are now two and two after losing to the Atlanta Falcons 23 to 20 uh so much to talk about daryl i let's go back and um you know i i think part of the the issue is that red zone offense and i think that's what fans are going to talk about left and right all week and this is not going like if you're in the stefanski family do not turn on the radio this week because i don't think you want to hear about it he is going to get crushed left and right yeah a- absolutely this is uh not the uh not not the week if you're in the stefanski household to listen to it's always game day in Cleveland. It's not the week to listen to 92, three, the fan, because by the way, we're probably going to be nicer than most people. Let's be honest. No, that's true too. Um, 
even though when he says stupid stuff, I am going to call 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 him out for it. Yeah, I just don't get the whole results thing, I, especially <laughs> I as a head coach. We're not going to be results based in a business that's one hundred percent results based. Okay, well, right. now, that, now that we got that squared away, uh, the red zone offense, which has been well, um, I think I'm going to describe it with my favorite uh, made up adjective of mine: craptastic. That is the Browns' red zone offense. It is craptastic. Kind of like the AFC North is these days. It's craptastic. So here's Kev on that craptastic red zone, craptastic offense. Again, kind of wish you could do something different because of the result, but uh, felt good about the the plays when they're not there. Uh, you know, you're not thinking you're coming away with a holding penalty. You know, you're thinking you're going to third and one. So that's, listen, that's again, no nobody's uh, fault but my own. By the way, I want to know, is there ever a play call that a coach doesn't feel great about, right? It's kind of like surgery when they make the announcement on surgery. Hey, so-and-so had successful, by the way, Andy, last week had successful surgery to remove a tooth. So I just want to put that out there. Congratulations. Um, Can we thank the dentist? Can we, let's, let's give big ups to the dentist. Big ups Uh, to Dr. Yankin pole job. Well done. But like, I mean, I mean, come on, like really is it cool? I, it just, it drives me nuts when I hear the coach speak of, oh, you know, felt really good about the play call. Well, I I'm guessing you, you did. That's why you called the play, but guess what? It didn't work. So you should feel pretty bad about it <laughs> quite honestly, because what, what are we, Andy? We are results-based. No, we're not we, results-based. We're, we're results. Kevin Stefanski might not be results. Oh, he, okay. You, you confused me. You threw me yeah. a curveball that one. So we are. 100% results based. And when the red zone offense ain't working, um, yeah, it, I, it, it, it's, it's frustrating to watch because they have the pieces and the parts to get it done. They really do. And, you know, look, I still think Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. I know, like, my Twitter mentions were on fire with people saying, you know, Stefanski needs to be done, get him at it. Everybody has bad days at the office. None of us are perfect. Yeah, you know, Sunday was not a good day for Kevin Stefanski as a head coach. Okay. But that doesn't mean he's a bad coach. It doesn't mean that he's an idiot or a moron or any other derogatory adjective you want to lob in his direction because you're frustrated that your favorite team didn't win this game uh, on Sunday. Um, but uh, you, he's not immune from criticism. And I, I just feel like when I look at some of the decisions that were made in this game by him, the criticism is a hundred percent warranted. That's just how I feel. I, I just, it's just, he buys a magnifying glass when he makes mistakes like this. And it, you know, like Jacoby Brissett on fourth down and one, he's like eight for eight on that all year, just being able to get his legs in there and move forward. And so that's been successful even early on. I mean, they, they took a chance early in the game where they could have been down what 17, 10 pretty quick. I think yeah. 17, 10 at the point where they were there. And it, it it's almost like let's just get to the field goal at the end of the game, and they just didn't do it. And I just don't. And, and the man, could they just once Atlanta figured out that all they needed to do was run, it was over. They yeah. throw an interception. Denzel Ward, I, I, Denzel Ward. I mean, you want to talk about a civil performance? That was a great pick, but I'm still kicking myself trying to figure out what, the face masking call. It's bad enough. Like, like I, I say this to the kids all the time when I'm coaching. Look. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, but it's the second and third mistakes that kill teams. That's yeah. why you lose games. It's not because, look, you maybe had a blown coverage or even your, your teammate may have had a blown coverage, but it's when you decide to put your hand inside the guy's face mask to pull him down and add 15 yards, 
that's why you lose. It's about making an error by, you know, taking a ground ball and booting it and then thinking, oh, I got to make the throw to first when you know you have no chance of getting the runner. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then Jacoby Brissett kind of touched on that very subject. I want a couple, I want a couple back. So, yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's hard to kind of replay it all right now because I just got off the field, but uh, I mean, I only remember the last play and it was a pick. So yeah, bad decision. Yeah. And, you know, and again, that's what leaders do. I now personally, I don't put that on him because I he was just he was put in a bad circumstance, bad situation. Yes, he threw the pick. Yes, you needed him to make a play there. That's what great quarterbacks do. But sorry, like he, he's not a great quarterback. And I'm not uh, I'm not dogging on Jacoby, but let's like be real. He has been good enough for this team to be undefeated. Uh, we just didn't do enough. Uh, no, uh, no, it was going to be a 60 minute football game. I know we come up and said every week, but. I mean, we knew it was going to be a 60-minute football game. Uh, and and uh, we just didn't make enough plays down the stretch and in, in those critical situations. And, and uh, we just got to look at the film and get better from it. Uh, my favorite. We just got to look at the film. I got to see the Polaroids. Let me check this out. By the way, <sighs> props to Kevin Stefanski for going to that, by the way. I, I have to take a look at it before I he can. He did that twice that. in the press yeah, conference. Did. Yeah, <laughs> I, especially on the blown coverage at the end. Now, I, you know, I – I did a post game show with Jamal White, and he was just like, "Well, what were they in cover three, cover two? I can't remember what he said." And it was just like, you know, there's always going to be a seam in there. Well, why? Why? Well, how could that seam be wide open? And uh, did they did they talk about Denzel's penalty after the game? I thought they did, didn't they? Uh, yeah, we uh, hit on that earlier. Uh, about, okay, yeah, just... yeah, Stefanski with the blown. You know, we don't we we don't draw up blown coverages is basically what Stefanski said. He, and he also uh, mentioned about this. Uh, actually, here you go. Got a cued right back up for you. Here's what Kevin Stefanski had to say about the blown coverage compounded by the face mask penalty. Yeah, I'd have to look at it to give you a specific answer. Obviously, we're not designing it to have a guy wide open. By the way, if you are designing it to have a guy (laughs) wide open, you're doing it wrong. Okay, I'm sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. Um, But we just gotta, you know, make sure we we get the the, you know get them in good position, then make a play when the ball comes our way. Yeah, I think, again, I would give credit to them. They were running the ball. They hit a nice play action pass. So basically, we got caught with our pants down. I think I covered that. We got to give them credit for running the ball. Did we not know they were going to do that going into this game? Well, they only had 172 rushing yards in the second half. I don't know. Is that problematic, Andy? Well, the other problem I have is why didn't we run the ball more? Again, and again, I know we we ran the ball 35 times, but as they saw with 15 straight runs, that you couldn't run the ball enough in this game. Are you I, I'm, seriously? I think Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt at the end of the game, although they, I know they had no timeouts, so they would have had to spike the ball. But I mean, they just needed to get to field goal position to get to overtime. The second to last drive, not the last drive, the second to last drive where they threw it four times needed to be Chubb and Hunt 100%. And the only reason you throw it on third down is because. It's third and long. Otherwise, it should have been a chub and hunt drive. Like, I also kind of feel like Kareem needs to be thrown the ball more coming out of the backfield. Um, He he had two catches for 19 yards. Great. 10 runs for 49 yards. Great. Throw it to him more coming out of the backfield. Like, they, and we're going to get into this in the next segment, but clearly, the game plan of the Falcons was we are not letting Amari Cooper beat us. Right. Okay. We are going to make Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and David Njoku and Donovan Peoples-Jones and your boy, David Bell, um, 
beat us. And it worked. Like, for the most part, it really did work, Andy. But unfortunately, I think Kevin Stefanski beat himself uh, on Sunday, too. So I really would like to see them get the ball more to Kareem Hunt, have it thrown to him coming out of the backfield. I mean, the dude was literally stiff-arming and throwing Atlanta Falcon defenders to the ground. Like, it was like, I was laughing as he was doing it. It was that entertaining to see. So that is one uh, modification that I would like to see Stefanski make going forward, and that is throw the ball to Kareem Hunt, please. Well, the other part, too, is, and it seems like there's a fourth quarter lockup or a fourth quarter brain freeze that seems to happen somewhere between the eight-minute mark to the six-minute mark where the Browns can have a drive, and if they can establish it and just move the ball down the field, they can put the game away. Yeah. But again today, you you have a situation where you don't move the ball down and you lock up. Now, I know you got to give defenses credit, but it's consistent. It's an early fourth quarter lockup, and it happens every week on this team. And it's it, to me, it's, it's pivotal in the game, and they just can't get it done. And so that's something that's got to get fixed. And it's not going to get fixed any easier moving forward. All right, let's talk a little bit more uh, about we'll hear more sound from the locker room. We'll have more analysis. So all kinds of fun stuff to talk about when it comes to the Browns. This is a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Browns losing to the Falcons 23-20. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The post-game edition, the Browns fall to the Falcons 23-20. Brought to you locally by our good friends at Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. A lot of different places to point the finger, and people are going to do that on Monday, and I can almost feel it. Like at 10 o'clock, it's going to be like super mad, and then at 11 o'clock, it deteriorates a little by noon. It's still a little bit more simmer down by 1 o'clock. People kind of get a clear head by tomorrow on a Browns Therapy Monday at 92.3 The Fan. But in this one, though, I, I just – <laughs> There are a million plays you'd like to take back in this game, aren't there? I, I just, ugh. early in the game, the big play at the end, the, the the big pass play that was a flaw, Denzel's face masking call. Um, I, I just, uh, trying to force the ball at the end of the game and throwing a second interception on the season. I know yeah, it's, it's not. play calling inside the five-yard line. Yeah, inside the five-yard line. I just like, it's, it, it's, it, it's a lot of frustration after this game. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of plays that we can go through and, and uh, uh, point at it and say this was that, this was that. Uh, Which and, we're going to do. And we still had a chance at the end. And, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And, uh, Missed it by that you know, much. And, and me making the wrong decision on on, on, on something. But, um, you know, we got to learn from it, um, just like we do from everyone, and, and then find ways to get better, do the things that we did good. We did good in this game. And, uh, and then go from there. I, I got to tell you, since 1999, we ought to have a bunch of guys with master's degrees from the, all the learning from the losing the Browns have done over the years. <laughs> My God. I'm sorry. We are, uh, I'm sorry. Is that mean to me? No, we are a Mensa society when it comes to that. <laughs> we are the original Univac. What Come is, on. what's after a doctorate? Super doctorate? I don't know. Mega friend so, of the show. What, super goes, doctorate. All right. What's the, what's the degree scale here? I, um, uh, your bachelor's degree. Undergrad. Or, no, okay, first your it's your, uh, yeah, what's it called when you have a two-year degree? Associates? Associates. Okay, Associates. So it's, okay. Associates, bachelor's, master's, doctorate. Is that what it is? I guess. Forgetting yeah. anything? So, you know what? Sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I stopped after the second step. Should have took the third step and wouldn't be talking to you right now if I would have done that. Probably be, I'd be like, oh, Daryl, we can go uh, pick the Mercedes up and we'll go drive around. I'm sorry. Don't put your head down. One of the problems in the game as I try and get this thing back on the tracks is the fact that Amari Cooper uh, was basically taken out. Um, but Cooper held to one catch for nine yards. He was targeted four times. I mean, they basically made it their mission to take him out. Right. Right. And, and that's okay. Like that happens like Amari Cooper. You can't like, you can't expect Nick Chubb to run for a hundred yards every week. Just like you can't expect Amari Cooper to catch for a hundred yards every week. Right. Like, well, it's yeah. funny. Cause that was one of our factor fiction questions during the pregame. And everybody said he was going to be, I mean, they were laughing and saying that, he was going to have a hundred yards. And I'm like, guys, it's just not that easy to have 300 yard games in a row. Yeah. I, I mean, look, the best they've had in the last couple of seasons was uh, Jarvis Gosh, Landry had four in a season, but none of them were back to back to back. Yeah. Well, Gordon did four back to back to back to back in uh, 2013. Right. Okay. So I went back to 15. That's all. Yeah. Uh, it's been that long, but uh, so, but my point is there's ebbs and flows to your offense, right? right. Guys are going to get hot. Guys are going to get cold. Guys are going to get taken out. Other opportunities going to. So uh, here's what Jacoby Brissett had to say about uh, losing his main man, Amari, uh, to the Atlanta Falcon defense. Uh, I mean, it's just what this defense is. It keeps you on your toes. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously they saw um, what, what, what Coop's been doing the last couple of weeks. And, and um yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought they they did a good job. They did enough to win. They scored one more point, more than one point than us, so they they won. Actually, they scored um, three more. And we're gonna come back and watch the film and, and self scout and see how we can uh, alleviate some of that and, and uh, get better. Uh, no one does self scouting better than the Cleveland Browns, too. I just I, I <laughs> I'm like I'm not even mad. I'm just super frustrated. I'm just super frustrated. I, uh, I'm I'm reminded to the uh, from rookie of the year, uh, the the owner, the old owner, and he goes, "Ah, we're used to this sort of thing." That's kind of where I'm at. Well, we're used to this sort of thing. Do we want to uh, look ahead here? Are we Do we really want to talk about the run defense that kind of like disappeared? I mean, they ran the ball 15 straight times. 15. Uh, 10 of them on one drive, 75 yeah. yards. And um, uh, this was all after the interception. They're like, forget it. We're not throwing the ball anymore. We don't have to. Let's go. Is, go in. I mean, the Browns run defense provided all the resistance of a wet paper bag, pretty much. And uh, yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, since there's like a lot of hey, insert name here in town, I think we yeah. ought to do like a hey, Kev segment for Kevin oh, Stefanski. Hey, yeah. Kev, how about that run defense? Yeah, you know, they, uh, by the way, that just sums up my feelings on just about everything after watching that on Sunday is this. Yeah. You know, they, uh, <laughs> I can't wait till coach Kevin gets on the air for us this week too. That'll be fun. Hey, Kev, uh, that run defense. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they, they did a nice job. They wore us down. Um, we got out of gaps a couple of times. They made us pay. Uh, but we, uh, we obviously got to find a way to get off the field. And water is wet. The sky is blue when the sun is out. Up <sighs> is down. Down is up. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Pirates of the Caribbean. Never mind. That's uh-huh. okay. Closed this week, by the way, because of the hurricane. <sighs> um, I, I feel like Clark Griswold. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> 
as long as Emma Jean Coca isn't in the backseat, we're good. Do you um uh, what else do we want to hear from on the end of this game? You tell me. I I I think we're good on the game. All right, are we good? Because we I, only have two more podcasts to talk about this week. I, I just I I see the uh After the we train. settle in. I just see at two and two the trains coming down the tracks and it's not gonna go well for the Cleveland Browns. And it's something that Jacoby Brissett doesn't want to talk or think about, but the fact of the matter is, is we ran down early in the podcast. Um, they went two and two against Mayfield, Flacco, Trubisky, and Mariota. Uh, what on earth are they going to do against Herbert, Hoyer, Jackson, Burrow, Tua, we think, Allen, and Brady? I'm saying it's not going to go well if the defense keeps playing the way, well, the defense is played. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 let's just hear from Jacoby. One day at a time. Um, by the way, I love one day at a time too. I think we have checked all the boxes on the cliches in this, uh, podcast. We're going home from here. So we're going to go back, watch the film. Yes. They're going to go back and watch the film, uh, get a good week of preparation. And, and they always have a good week of preparation. Don't be fooled. Whoever we play next. And then, and, and which by the way, that's Justin Herbert and the uh, Los Angeles chargers. You're going to need to know that next week and take it okay. one day at a time. And, and, and that's, that's the mindset that we, we always talk about and it, and it, this doesn't change our plan. God, I hope not. Because if it does, <laughs> we're in for some, we're in for a treat. Uh, our plan is, is one week at a time. And, and uh, for us to look at the remainder of the schedule and say this, or th that, and the third, is, it's just not who we are. Uh, and we won't do that. So uh, we just got to go learn from this one and, and then get ready for next week. Four and seven. When Deshaun starts, what do you think? Yeah, probably. What's that schedule look like again? Next week's going to be brutal. It's not great. <laughs> Chargers, Patriots. Okay, hang on. Patriots, I think they have a chance. It's at home, too. It's Bill Belichick. Don't be <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's still going to try and score 60 on the Browns. Okay, uh, let's do a quick poll. Do we think the Browns are going to get outcoached against the Patriots? True or false? Uh, I'm going to say fact. Okay, fact. We'll play fact or fiction. Okay. Um. So then, uh, then the Ravens and Bengals. You know, if the Bengals' offensive line can rear its ugly head, they'll have a little bit of a chance of that. It's a that's a Monday night game too, isn't it? That's a Monday night game. I guarantee the weekend of November sixth, the Browns will not win or lose. By week, November. By 6th. week. <clears throat> okay. So enjoy your vacation. Uh, then they have to go to Miami and Buffalo. <sighs> so good times to be had there before they come home to host uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And I'm expecting that if you would like to attend send game, you may need to mortgage a house or three um, because prices I'm sure will be through the roof for that one, but maybe yeah. they'll give him a veterans game off. Maybe he needs to take another family vacation to keep the uh, wifey poo happy. We should be so fortunate. <laughs> You know, I'm just not feeling the weather. Maybe it'll be super cold and Tom will be like, you know, I, I went through that in college. I, I don't need to do that. And I spent 16 years doing that in New England. Yeah, I'm done. I, I'm just, I don't need know. that. The whole Great Lakes experience just isn't a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I am extremely fearful of the Buffalo game. I mean, that could look Josh like Allen may set an Josh Allen might throw for a thousand yards in that game. So it, the one that thing, game right now feels like varsity against eighth grade. A couple of things. Um, if we see what we saw today before we wrap this up, a couple yeah. of narratives that uh, I, I felt 
were going to be there going into the season that are, that have actually been reversed. So okay. I thought like the defense was going to be the strength of this team. That has not been the case. No, I, especially the secondary. Like I looked at that secondary watchman training camp, man, these guys are good. They're deep. Like, this, this is going to be great. Right. It's not been right. Um, I thought that they were going to have trouble scoring with Jacoby Brissett as quarter at quarterback and that every scoring opportunity would need to be cashed in. So earth to Kevin Stefanski. Yes. Take the three points next time. Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback. You need points any way you can get points when you can get them. Okay. So take the points next time, but Jacoby has played like, I don't blame Jacoby for the loss against the Jets and I sure and I don't blame him for the loss against the Falcons. I know he said there are plays he wants back. He threw the interception to end the game. I put the those losses on coaching and preparing these players properly. And had that happened, the Browns would be 4 and 0 right now. And then guess what? We're not freaking out about this stretch of games coming up because we're like, you know what? If they then can get to December, a game or two above 500, awesome. Now that they're two and two, now at 500, um, it's, yeah, it feels like it's going to be an uphill climb to get to Deshaun Watson above 500. Like, because I just, I don't see it happening. So it's just interesting, Andy, how those dynamics and those narratives going into the season have been like flipped. Yeah. I just want to tell Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry, man. I feel bad for you guys, especially Nick Chubb. I just feel bad for those dudes. <laughs> Nick worked his ass off in that game and to walk away from that and knowing that all those kids from his high school were sitting up in the stands and that touchdown run was amazing. And all they needed to do was keep giving him the ball. I don't care if it was 19 carries, make it 40. Browns got out coached. And it's just not good. And it's just going to make for an ugly scene. Now, I can make a million excuses, and I know you can too, because we all kind of look around and we try to figure out how how this thing can get better. Got to go win next week. Good luck against the Chargers. At least it's at home. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. So, um, Daryl, I I think we're done. I think, and by the way, we want to do a mailbag later in the week, right? Yeah. At some point, we uh, definitely want to uh, do a mailbag. At Game Day CLE on Twitter, at Game Day CLE on Instagram, fire off a DM or tweet at uh, the account, and we will get uh, your questions answered. And if we can't get them answered, you know what we're going to do, Andy? We're going to make up a really good answer. That's good. We can just trust the process, right? (laughs) We'll just trust the process. We've got our PhD in the process. Browns lose by a final of 23 to 20. Thanks for listening to the post-game show. Uh, A very special edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We'll be back uh, Tuesday mornings, our next podcast. So thanks for listening again. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. Thank you, Meredith Kane, our amazing producer of the show. And uh, we'll be back with you on Tuesday morning. It's always game day in Cleveland. Hey, Kev, would you kick the field goal? But I'm, I'm not going to be a results-based. I'm going to always fall back on you know, our process and 